Hi guys, welcome to season two of the Babes Talking Business Podcast. Today we have episode 18 and we'll be talking about why most people cringe at the thought of network marketing. <laughs> Lozzie and I go down the rabbit hole about the real truth of what others are thinking. Like you're not in the profession of network marketing, we think you're really going to love this. It's going to give you some perspective about people who have their own business in this industry, but it might also help you see the other side of it all and open your eyes a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes. So if you are in the profession, I think you are going to love our insights as well. Maybe we'll spark some thoughts about how you've been running your business and give you some insight on why others don't support your business or the network marketing professional in general. Make sure you find us on Instagram for our daily dose of business inspo over at at Babes Talking Business, where we do a shout out of the week every week. Leave us a review on iTunes and let us know what you think about this episode. And don't forget to leave your Instagram handle so we can tag you and shout you out. You can also check us out over on our website at www.babestalkingbusiness.com where we have loads of more information including upcoming events that we have going on this year. So without further ado, we are so excited for you to listen to our first episode of season two for 2019. Let us know what you think. Oh my gosh, can you believe it's been seven months that I've been traveling now? Like, what the hell? I used to see you every single day. <laughs> like, I kind of can, so I've lost my sunbaking buddy, so you need to get back. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is, well, first of all, I just want to say, I just, I just want to congratulate us on an awesome first season of BTV. Yeah. Let's pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> You're actually patting yourself on the back and no one can see you. <laughs> I remember when we had this idea for this podcast, we treated ourselves at the end, it was the end of 2000 and what year is it? It was the end of 2017. We went out for that really nice lunch down in Burley and we're like, all right, what do we want to do? We had this vision of this podcast and you know, you're like, your zone of genius is just like these really awesome ideas where my zone of genius is just getting shit done. <laughs> and so I remember we were, and I was like, all right, let's do it. And, and we put this action plan that we're going to start recording. So it was pretty much, I remember at the end of 2017, we, we had the idea and we got to work and we just finished our first season. We did it. One whole year of episodes. I, and you know what? It has not been easy. I think we should share with everyone how, uh, well, the adversity but the triumphs as well in putting a podcast channel together to deliver next-level content for our people. But so, yeah, we had this idea that we wanted to call it a vlog cast because we wanted to (laughs) video everything. (laughs) And so we decided to... um, hire a space with the beautiful background which we did the lovely bohème um in burley heads the little yoga studio so we got that but then there was miscommunications and things with like times we were filming and then we were like walking in on yoga classes and then yoga was like if the yoga class is on we'd have to make sure the door was shut so it weren't too loud but then we didn't get the air con so we're recording I remember like dripping of sweat in some of those recordings it was was so hot 
literally you guys who are listening like 90% of our episodes last year and last year's season we were sweating we were really hot <laughs> we had no nice and sweaty for you <laughs> and then I remember like so we both have the Sony a6000 which is the camera that we decided to film on and I'm just I'm just gonna name and shame Sony but like you only get 20 minutes of film time at any one time on a Sony A6000. <laughs> so I think our first one that we recorded, we didn't even notice the camera turned off and um, we had no video for like the rest of it. <laughs> I remember like we'd set up two and we'd be watching one and one would turn off. Like, all right, we've still got one more in action. So we talked to the other camera. So that's like if you're watching some episodes and you're wondering why sometimes there's video and sometimes there's not, it's just because sometimes the cameras just decided they didn't like us that day. Yeah, they just turned off. And then it wasn't a vlogcast, it was just a podcast for that episode. <laughs> and then throw in the mix, having one of the girls, Shan, decide to pick up her life and travel. So then we've got these episodes that are going on hard drives and hard drives are breaking and getting missing. Oh, my then God. <laughs> Or the retrograde and everything just got wiped from the – or we couldn't even download stuff. Remember that week it was a retrograde and we couldn't download certain things off the computer to save it and we couldn't get things off the camera. It was like one week where nothing was working. Nothing worked. That freaking Mercury retrograde. I'll never forget. I was in Croatia and had every second Sunday and we had our episode of that week getting released and then – I, Matt was using my hard drive and broke it and our episode for that podcast was on there and I hadn't edited it, like nothing had been done and I just remember being in tears, being like, I can't do this anymore, this is so hard. <laughs> you know what else though, something that you don't realise and I guess it's part of growth as business as well, is hearing your voice back to you like one of the biggest things the first episode I was like oh my god I laugh like a hyena and now that I've said that you guys are gonna listen to my laugh every time you hear my laugh I'm like oh my god Lauren you've got to stop laughing it's so bad <laughs> but amongst the adversity there has been some incredible triumph and We've gotten to interview some pretty inspirational people. We've learned so much. We've been able to serve our community with awesome content and advice, and it's so worth it. <laughs> it's so much fun, and I know we're really excited for this year to do it even bigger and add more value to you guys. We've got some really awesome speakers lined up as well, not just um, people who are doing really well in business, but people who are mentoring those in business, some really awesome coaches teaching you guys about mindset, teaching you about sales, teaching you guys all the stuff that you probably wouldn't have access to otherwise or you wouldn't even know where to access it. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear even more from our mentors as well, from directly from the source who we learn from as well. So I'm excited for this year. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. But um, getting to the topic of this episode – I'm really excited for this episode for a couple of reasons. I actually, well, both of us are so passionate about what we do for work. And I mean, we are pretty young in saying that, you know, we've been able to create some awesome success in our industry being network marketing. And I think that there are a lot of people out there who hate it. 
and don't like it and don't understand it and maybe they've had a bad experience or maybe they know someone who's had a bad experience. And so coming from two people who I'll let you speak on your own experience, Loz, but me, I hated anyone who was in this industry just four years ago. I've been in the industry now for three years. I never in my life thought I would ever be someone doing network marketing. And I was really annoyed by anyone who would ever approach me about it. I was really, really frustrated when my now upline, who's now really, really one of my closest, dearest friends, told me about it and invited me to an event to learn more. I was just like, these guys are all a cult. They're all obsessed and this is fraudulent. I'm not keen. <laughs> I was the exact same. I remember, do you remember our first talk, how we first met? Like I, I was, Shani and I, I love how cool this business is because otherwise we wouldn't have met each other if it wasn't for this business. And she's one of my best friends now, let alone my business partner. But it was a social media post and she was looking for people that she, who were health professionals that she wanted to collaborate with. And I was like, cool, like she was a nutrition coach, I was a life coach, I'm like let's create some pretty special stuff. And so it was all cool, I got it a job interview and then it got pitched to me really in a weird way because we were learning too how to do this, we were so bad at this at the start. Got asked to go to one of these events, I went to like a home event and it kind of just got landed on me, like I realised it was a network marketing opportunity event and I remember leaving so angry being like oh my god it was one of those cults they're all crazy like they're trying to scam me like <laughs> I remember going overseas and being like I'm not talking to them again and Shani like kept popping in my inbox hey I'm really sorry like do you want to catch up for a coffee like so I remember having such a bad taste in my mouth at the start so I can understand though when people feel like that or they don't understand it because I'm so grateful for my journey because I can resonate with with them and where they've been because I was the exact same. Yeah, and, like, for those of um, you who are listening and don't know our background, like, Loz was one of the first people I spoke to about the business opportunity with the company that we're with. And um, I was brand new. I was a baby. My upline didn't really have a system in place at the time. And, you know, he was trying to find his feet and trying to figure out how to do it. He was trying to teach me and I'm like, you know, new and we both kind of sucked. And I'll never forget, like, I, I was so in the closet about what we do for such a long time. I'm going to say about six months I was in the network marketing closet and um, I remember, so I would do posts online looking for people and, and I'd make it sound like a job, which is why Lauren thought that she was coming to a job interview. I'll never forget. And, um, yeah, and same with me. Like when I when I had a meeting with my upline, he, he sort of pitched it to me like, hey, like let's collaborate. I'd love to catch up with you and um, and talk about how we could create some really cool stuff. And at the time I was a nurse working full time. I was really passionate about getting out of that to try and, and help and teach people about health in holistic ways. So I was like, yay, like this could be my opportunity like to stop nursing full time. And 
Yeah, like going to to a house um, in the, you know, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a business meeting. It ended up being at someone's house and I rock up to the house and all the shoes are outside. Like there's like hundreds of shoes and I'm like, why am I taking my shoes off? Isn't this a business meeting? And I walk inside and there's all these people like chit-chatting and there's a whiteboard in the corner and I'm like, what is going on here? There's like someone serving me a red wine. And I was like, wait, isn't this a business meeting? Isn't this meant to be about health? Like, why do I have a red wine in my hand? And yeah, I was the same as you. I was like, I just felt like it got like landed on me. And I was like, what the hell have I gotten myself into? I text my partner and I was like, help. <laughs> but let's be really real. Like, let's be really real about network marketing and why people think the way we did and how I'm sure many people think now, why do they hate it? Why do they dislike it? Why are they afraid of it? Why are they doubtful about it? There's so many reasons why. And I really want to talk about why we changed our minds and and what that's allowed us to create ever since um, saying yes to this. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, I'm so excited to be having this conversation because like I said, I honestly am so, I'm so passionate about educating people about our profession just because I've seen firsthand what it can, it can be. Um, Not just the flexibility it can give you and obviously the money of being a business, you hope that your business is going to give you money. Um, But it's so much more fun. It's so fun and it's so rewarding. And I'm, I, I, my heart breaks how many people are missing out on this opportunity because I don't understand it. Um, for me, just like you, I was in the closet about this. <laughs> Sounds like what a condition. I was in the closet about um, being part of the network marketing profession for about six months. Didn't really tell anyone. And I think the reason why some of the misconceptions I had at the start was I thought I had this icky feeling like you're one of these people where you're just trying to sell to people. Like you're just a dirty salesman who's going around and you don't, you're just flogging a product and coming from a psychology background. I'm all about educating people and coaching people and holding space for people and, and building people up. And so it just, there's like this mismatch of values there. And I think it wasn't really, and I thought you have to sell to all your friends and family. Um, and one of the things that I guess got me out of the closet for the first six months of doing this business, I had to get to work and kind of, I was doing it slowly, but I was, I was building my belief. I was reading books. I was watching documentaries. I was kind of watching people who were successful in this profession, seeing what they were doing that was working because they weren't pushing. They weren't being silly. They were being so authentic. They were people I wanted to be around. They were people I wanted to be around their energy. They were serving others. They were adding so much value. They were making an impact. So I was like, okay, like what are they doing mm. and how are they doing it? And so one of the first things I realized is that you don't have to sell to your friends and family. <laughs> um, the idea, like any business, if you were an electrician, you can't expect to have a full-time business as an electrician if you're just going to hope that your mum and dad's lights keep breaking. You know what I mean? So I realized this business is no different. It's still a business. And so if you have a product or a service that can help your friends and family, obviously you would offer it to them. Say, I've got something that's awesome. It's going to help you with this, this, and this. I know you're struggling with this, this, and this. I sent you some information. Could it help you? But if your friends and family don't need that service or don't need that product, then obviously you wouldn't sell to your friends and family. So I would go and think, who can I serve? And just like any other businesses, you've got the same platforms other businesses do. And that's where I started really getting my head around this and being like, okay, I'm just like every other business. It's just a different business structure where I get to work for myself. So 
how can I be innovative? How can I create systems? How can I add value? And so I was doing blogs at the start so I could add value and create a community of people who knew me and knew my story and had trust in me. I was adding value with free webinars. I was trying to like build a business and build a brand just like any other business. And whoever I attracted and whoever I got to talk to, whoever I could help, I realized it was just like any other business. You don't sell to friends and family. 99% of my business is built online. People that I help in business, people who are my clients, they're people I didn't know before saying yes to this business. So that was something, one of the misconceptions I had at the start, which I helped me grow my belief and have the success that we've got now. Totally. Yeah. I thought the same. I love our story, how we met. We literally met on Instagram. (laughs) You don't need to sell to your friends and family. I mean, of course you want to help them, like you said, but there you can leverage off the power of social media. I think in a statement that uh, Mark Zuckerberg released late last year, he said 1.4 billion people use the Facebook and Instagram platform. 1.4 billion people. There are so many people out there who are looking for something, whether, you know, whatever network marketing company you're with, whether you have a health product or you um, sell personal development packages or you're in the travel industry or whatever it might be, 1.4 billion people out there looking for a solution, you guys. Like, you do not need – I mean, you can start with your family, but you do not need to hang out there forever. (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, one of my misconceptions, actually, <laughs> I just thought that anyone and everyone who did this type of business that did um, create success or, you know, you see that, okay, I'm going to rewind. First of all, you see a lot of people in this industry who just behave really badly and, you know, they make income claims or they, they talk about, you know, how much you can make and that's really, that shouldn't be allowed. That's, that's a big no-no, I believe, because you're not going to become a multimillionaire from this business just by joining a network marketing company. You need to put the hard work in. You really need to grind. You also need to serve. You need to add value. But so one of the misconceptions that I had was, well, why would I do this when only some people become successful and, and what, like only the people at the top really get rich. And so this is really interesting, like digging deeper and talking and and sort of like watching from a distance, watching people who were successful in network marketing. I really wanted to see like, why were they successful? How were they different to, um, my, my PT who tried to join me up to something that failed or, um, why are they different to that chick online who I saw, you know, trying to, to promote her company and she's no longer doing it anymore. Why, why are so many people quitting and only a few people were successful. And what I actually have found and what I love about this business is that you're rewarded by how many people you help. So your paycheck is a reflection of how many people you're serving, which I love, but it also has to do with the people who work hard. Like the people at the top, they worked their way there. They worked their butt off. They helped so many people. They compromised. They stopped watching TV. They dove into their personal development. They grew as a person. They evolved. They 
they had to go through adversity and, and overcome objections and people who thought that they were crazy. Like I just like researching and really looking at people who were successful at this. I was like, I've got that. Like I have those traits. I have those skills. I work hard, if not harder. And I have the ability to create and have fun and serve. And I have a big heart. So if that's all you need, with a little bit of grit and a little bit of determination and commitment, like I freaking got that. So that was one of the things for me. It was almost like a, all right, you know what? I'm going to join because I'm going to prove that I can do this. It was sort of like a fuel to my fire that, that I was going to be able to not be a statistic and, and fail at it. And I'm a little bit competitive in that way, like it, against myself. Like I'm always like, you know what? I'm going to prove everyone wrong. I'm going <laughs> to show people that I can smash this. And so I, I really use that as my fuel. I love that. I'd love to like that misconception that only people at the top make money. I'd love to tease that out a little bit too, because at some at some point it's it's at some point depending on what network marketing company you are there's a it's true to a certain extent but like you said you have to work your way up there so what i love is that everybody comes in at the same level mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you've got one degree two degrees if you're an expert you've got none you've got thousands of dollars you're poor you're 50 you're 20 you're a woman you're a male everyone comes at the same level and everyone has the same access to the same resources products services training so what I love is, like you said, the only variable is you. But at the same time, it's so beautiful because you can get whatever you want out of it. Some people join network marketing because they want to have just a second income. Sometimes an extra 50 bucks on the table can make the world of difference if you're struggling and you just put some food on the table. It could be an extra bit of money rather than trying to save. Um, it could be a second source of income that it is the savings for you. So you don't have to like jeopardize or make sacrifices to your current lifestyle it's just a second income additional supplement that you can put away for a house deposit or for a travel account. So understanding that people come in and people have different goals. Some people don't want to be up the top. They just want to make an extra hundred bucks a month. Or some people want to come in and be a part-time job or something while they're building up because their moms who've been out of the workforce for five or 10 years while grazing up kids. They want to have an income that works around the kids. And there's people like you and me who We've got great work ethic. We've got great determination. We've got big dreams. We're young. Like we, we understand that we're going to have to work for the next 50 years anyway. Yeah. So why not work 50 years doing something that we love, that's rewarding, that's fun, but also because like both of us are very hungry and we've got big visions, we've got big goals to serve and leave an impact that there's no cap on how much we can make. There's no cap on what hours that we work. Whatever we put in, we get out. And what I love about this business structure and it's something I had to get my head around at the start was understanding that it is a different business structure. It's still business, mm-hmm. but the way that and understanding why companies choose this kind of business structure. And I hopefully we'll chat about that in a sec as well, but kind of understanding that people say yes, this business for different reasons. So when you're hearing other people's stories about what they've got from their network marketing and why didn't they, why aren't they making six figures? understanding that not everyone comes in with the same grit or same drive or same goals and that's okay. Um, yeah, I think as well, it's really important to have people understand that if you were to join a network marketing business today, you can overtake the person at the top. You can very easily out earn your upline or any of your upline mentors, it is very easy for that to happen. It's not the person at the top making all the money. 
it's it's very easy for you to um, out-earn them. So it's not a business model where everyone at the bottom is losing out and the person at the top is taking advantage and making money off all the people failing and losing. That's totally not the way this works. Like any day, anyone in my team could out-earn me. And I love that. I think that's such an amazing thing about this business. And it's really smart if you have a look into you're looking to joining a network marketing company. Um, most good network marketing companies, the way their compensation plan is run is that they're rewarded on helping you be successful. They don't get a reward for signing somebody up. There's no like fee for that. Like They're not like, yes, I got another one. I got this much money because I got somebody to sign up. They only get paid when you're successful. So that's what makes network marketing the structure in itself such a beautiful community and something that's refreshing you don't get in other businesses because everyone raises each other, one, everyone up. Like it's in your mentors or your upline's best interest for you to be successful because they get paid when you're successful. So it's yeah. not like people are going to sign you up and leave you and hope that you'll be fine. Like the community and the support you get in these is next level. And that's why in, in any network marketing company, unlike a normal business structure, there's only limited positions at the top when you're working towards CEO or a, just a promotion when you're kind of competing against each other, which makes as much as you might love your colleagues, sometimes it gets a little bit, there's the workplace politics come in because it's hard to be happy for them and be supportive of them because their success can come at your expense. While in network marketing, anybody can go to the top. Anyone can reach pinnacle position. You can go as fast or as slow as you want. And the people around you, there's people who've gone before you who are going to show you exactly how to do it. There's proven systems. So rather than you being like, an entrepreneur or a sole trader in a distant uh, startup business where you're kind of going through the trenches and falling over and not sure what to do next. It's so beautiful, the support and the guidance and the proven systems you get in network marketing because people have gone before you. There's always going to be somebody to show you what to do next. So it's such a, it's such an amazing business structure. It's crazy. Hey, and I think this, like this leads me to my next thing I really wanted to talk about. And it's the same misconception I had where I was like, well, isn't this a pyramid scheme? And and it's interesting because a lot of people aren't educated on what, first of all, a pyramid scheme is, but they're actually not educated about how this isn't a pyramid scheme. And, in fact, a pyramid scheme, or otherwise known as a Ponzi scheme, actually there's a really good movie on <laughs> on a Ponzi scheme. I'm going to try and put it in the, um, in the show notes for people to watch because it's hilarious. But... Um, yeah, that were made illegal in the 90s. And so this definitely isn't one of those. I mean, a Ponzi scheme is, or a pyramid scheme is something where you invest hundreds and thousands of dollars into a business opportunity and there's no product or there's no service exchange. It's just throw your money in usually, um, you know, and a lot of our parents and grandparents were involved in business opportunities like that. I know my mum and dad back in the early 90s, I think it was even late 80s, they were offered an opportunity where they could invest $10,000 for no product in return. You just throw your money in a kitty, I guess. And your job is then to recruit 10 people to also throw in $10,000 and that pushes you up. And then the further up you get up the ranks, when you do finally get to the top, you collect your million dollars and you walk away. That is a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> yeah. It's not a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> and there's no exchange of services. Like it's just at the end of the day, like I try to explain to some people, it's just like you're going to a normal shop 
and you're paying someone for your service, that's it. You're still paying, uh, instead of paying a massive multi-million corporation, you're actually supporting individuals and families who are creating a side business so they can feed their families. So um, it's an awesome way when you're saying, like, if you're saying support friends and support small businesses, that is individuals doing network marketing businesses. Like, this is small businesses. This is them getting out of their comfort zone. This is them putting themselves out there so they can afford to take their daughter to that dance class. Um, It's just a second income. And it's funny, I was reading a stat the other day that 300,000 people every week are looking for or starting home-based businesses. We're in a time and a day where daycare is more than most mums' wages, where mums are being forced back into work before they're ready because they don't have maternity leave or because they're missing out magical moments with their loved ones or people are wanting to travel and they're not having enough recreational leave, um, people are losing their jobs or being made redundant because we've got online businesses or technology or machines who are doing things better than us humans can. So we're actually in a day and age where people are looking for other ways to make an income. And that's why 300,000 people every single week are starting home-based businesses. And that's when they start looking at options like network marketing, which is why I'm really passionate about educating people at what it is, because it is, it's a solution to so many people's problems at the moment, where they're looking for something that can make a difference. So many people are out there, just, they want to help. Like I know one of the biggest drivers for most people is they actually just want to help people. They want to be a good person. And most network marketing companies, they're aligning themselves with the product that is helping people. That's why companies choose network marketing structures because they know they can make more of an impact that way and they can help more people. So, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how many people are looking for something like this. They're not actually, they don't actually understand what this is to be able to explore it a little bit further. Yeah. Well, I was one of those people. Like I, I just didn't get it. I didn't understand. I, I knew a few people who had tried this, this business and or this opportunity, this industry that had failed. And I just had this misconception because I saw my friend totally fail at it. I saw another friend do it for ages and then quit. And I was just, I just was making an opinion on the experiences of others. And I hadn't made an opinion on my own experience. And it wasn't until someone said to me, well, what if like, what if you just stop making judgment because of what you've seen or what you've heard and you actually just give it a crack and you just see what happens. And I'll never forget um, after saying no for six months, I got to a point where I was in a lot of pain emotionally with my career at the time. I was working full-time as a managerial nurse in an anesthetic department on a, in a private hospital and the environment was toxic and I wasn't happy and I was surrounded by bullies and I just wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't, I just felt like I could give more. And I kept seeing all these people who were a part of this industry, just so happy. And all of a sudden something within me was like, maybe this isn't a cult. Maybe these people are actually like lit up because they're serving others and and adding value and helping and creating um, an income from it. And I'm, I'll never forget. I said to my husband that back then he was my boyfriend. And I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to give this 12 months. Like, I think I can do this. I've got skills. I'm intelligent. I feel like I'm a business savvy person. I feel like I can serve and give, and I'm actually passionate about the product and I'm just going to give it 12 months. And if in 12 months it hasn't worked, 
at least I can say I tried and holy shit balls <laughs> in 12 months I had surpassed my full-time nursing wage at that point and there was no way I was giving up like I was just getting started so I feel like people make a, a judgment on this industry according to what others say but at the end of the day like you need to experience for yourself I think yeah, I totally agree. I remember thinking the same thing when you followed me up when I was in the UK and we caught up for one of our first breakfast dates and I came back to do a do-over. I remember coming back and talking to my now fiancé, Dan, saying something really similar and just being like, like, what have I got to lose? At the end of the day, like, one of the, well, something that somebody said to me really early on which served me really well is if you treat this like a hobby – you're going to get hobby results. If you treat it like a business, you're going to get business results. And I think I'm really lucky and fortunate in the fact that my partner, Dan, was has a traditional business that he's built from the ground up. So I've watched him build a business and he said to me, if you do this, um, it's no different from my business. You've got to put in the same time. You've got to put in the same dedication and commitment. So I said, all right, same thing. Let's treat it like a business for 12 months. I was still working full time in child protection um, so I couldn't like give it eight, nine hours a day, but I did commit to doing three hours broken up throughout every day and treated it like, like an employee had that same loyalty. Like if you work for somebody, you show up at a certain time, you clock off at a certain time. Well, I was going to give my business the same respect. Like, well, if I'm, this is a business, I'm going to show up at these times. I'm going to clock off at these times. Um, and I think that served me really well because just having that, realizing it is a business and if you want business results you treat it like a business from the get-go and it was it returned tenfold on thinking that at the end of the 12 months same thing I replaced a full-time income but I only put in part-time hours like yeah there were good three four hours a day around a full-time job but it was making me a full-time income and that's crazy when you think about what other people do for other businesses or startups or investments how much money and risk they invest to get that return yeah. at the end of 12 months we're making full-time income off four hours or five hours of work a day and broke like we've worked hard please don't yeah. listen to this and think that it's easy because it's it's you can go at whatever pace you want but if you want the business results treat it like a business and oh my god what it can do for you it's crazy it's so crazy and and that leads me to why like why do people fail at this? I, I really want to talk on that. I know in our very first episode of this podcast, our last season, we spoke about the statistics of business failure. And I'm, I'm not talking network marketing here. I'm talking business in general, whether you buy a franchise or you purchase, you know, you start your own clothing label or maybe you open a cafe or a juice bar, a hair salon, whatever it is, all types of business. The statistics show that, 50% of businesses fail within their first 12 months, 50%. That is all across the board and not just in network marketing. And then 80% of those people who, who did succeed in the first year, they end up failing. 80% of those people end up failing within their four years. So that leads me to something Simon Sinek said on a TED Talk, which I loved, and it was about – um, it was specific for Gen Y, but we're, we are, like you said, Les, you're, we're in an era where, you know, so many people are looking for a home-based business opportunity because time flexibility, family, a lot of people don't realize that 
owning a business and starting a business actually requires more work than you would work in your normal nine to five corporate job or like whatever job you have. And so there's this really bad uh, misconception that network marketing has a high failure rate. But when in reality, it's, I think, and I'm not, I'm not judging here at all or I'm not trying to be, um, I guess I'm not trying to make people feel bad, but there are a lot of people who join this business opportunity and do nothing with it. Like they don't, like you said, they treat it like a hobby and then they don't get the results and they fail. And it's like, well, if you were to open a cafe or any type of business, you probably would have failed as well. Yeah. I totally, and you know what? I think served me really well in um, working as a life coach and working in child protection. Before this, I work I work with people for a living, so I see the scale of people and their desires and their commitment and their grit and their resilience. And in life, majority of people don't do what they say they're going to do. Mm. Like it just in at anything. Like how many of you guys listening to this? Um, it's brand new. Yeah, you've already set some new goals, but inside, you know, you did this last year and you didn't see out any of your goals realistically like majority of people honestly like the majority of people how many of you bought a gym membership had the best intention to go two three times a week and you've gone none yeah how many like it's i think there's a statistic something about like everyone who buys a real estate license i think it's something crazy you know what that statistic is like only half of people who buy a real estate license ever actually sell a property actually pursue the the career i know it's crazy i like to think of it like when i was nursing when I was a manager and I was, you know, in charge of the floor, the amount of people that would rock up to work late because they just didn't have, I don't know, call it grit, commitment, respect for their employers or even themselves, just who he rocks up late to work. I mean, I know I did every now and then because I hated my job and I didn't want to be there, but people who just generally don't care and they don't put a hundred percent in this, that, that is why I believe people fail at this. They're not willing to put the hard work in. They're not willing to stay up late at night and build their business after hours. They're not willing to stop watching trashy TV. They're not willing to invest in their personal development. They're not willing to keep going when someone says no or rejects them. They don't, have that grit and determination. So I really believe whether whatever business it is that you join, if you're going to open a business, like really think to yourself, like this is a, a 5, 10, 15-year commitment of, of some hard work. Maybe not that much. Maybe that's an over-exaggeration. But look at your business as an investment, as an asset, and all you have to do is invest your time in this industry in particular, like, a lot of network marketing businesses, all you need is between a hundred to five hundred dollars to start up. Whereas you look at a McDonald's franchise, you're looking at over seven figures to open a franchise. You're looking at you know hundreds and thousands of dollars to start up a cafe or a clothes store or a hair salon. Like this is a crazy, crazy business because you don't need to have money to start it. All you need to do is have time, and we all have time. That's yeah. what. I love. It. I think yeah, the average investment for a business these days is sixty thousand dollars. So it's crazy to think that in our business, like you said, startup for most people is between a hundred to five hundred max, really, and your your income's unlimited. Um, and so 
I honestly believe if you're somebody, and this is why I love this business structure so much, I'm going to touch a little bit about these because these are some common questions I get a lot from people. So if you're listening in, I'm sure you probably have these questions as well. Um, But I think the reason why this business structure works so well for people like us, and if you're listening, if you've got a great work ethic, if you've got a big vision, if you're disciplined with your time and just disciplined with yourself and your habits, it's actually, I'm not going to say the word easy, but it's it is easy to set yourself up, set yourself apart from the majority of people who enter a business structure like this, because most most people do not have that. Which is why I feel like if you just make a decision and you just show up and you say what you're going to do, that that's the hard bit done. Um, the proven system, the products work. The obviously people have gone before you have had success. So check out the company that you're joining. This obviously learn a little bit more about their products and make sure you love what you're you'd be sharing with people. But um, it's just just a decision. You show up for yourself, and what I love about that is it's 100% in your control. Like it's not – you can't blame it on your mentor. It's a shitty product or it's a shitty – in like whatever. All the excuses are equal. It's You have 100% control over what you want to get out of your business, which is can be so scary but also so liberating at the same time, being like, oh, my God, I can actually create – my dream life and lifestyle with this. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. It honestly is like you've got the golden ticket. Yeah. And I think one of the excuses I hear um, a lot or people about why they quit, um, like I know a lot of people who quit different companies and the thing I, I hear a lot is, oh, I just didn't align with the team that I joined or my upline didn't give me the support or I didn't have a system or whatever. And I, what I just chuckle at that because I remember Luz when you and I first started in this. Um, we like we love our appliance, we love them so much, we're so grateful for them. But at the time, three years ago, we didn't fit in, like, we were in our 20s and we joined a team of people who were majority like late 30s and onwards, so we didn't really feel like we fit in. We also didn't exactly have a beautiful streamlined system. I mean, there were there were things there that could help us build our business, but nothing to the extent of what our system is now and today. And so we became resourceful. We They say that leaders maximize resources. We went out there and we created a brand that aligned with us. We created a community and a space where we knew that if we invited people who were our age or our our gender or whatever our avatar is, the perfect person you want to have join your business, we knew that if we created it, we went out there and, and just created the resources that we needed, well, then we could make this business work. And it could have been so easy for us to say, oh, well, everyone in our team has, you know, kids, we're not mums yet and there's no system and I'm, I'm sucking at this. <laughs> yeah. So easy, but you know, we went out there and we made it happen and we made it work. And I think that's a really, that's an invalid excuse. It doesn't matter what team you're a part of. You can make this, you can make this business work no matter what. Yeah. And I think another thing that we both did, which is, I think has helped us with our success is we invested in our business. Mm-hmm. This is like any other business. You can't expect to pay like a hundred bucks for open a franchise and expect you make going to make a six or seven figure income off that. Like, it's like any other business. You've got to invest in loving your clients, like giving them thank you gifts, invest in treating your team when they get promotions, make them feel loved. Like Shani's done an awesome job investing in our team and organizing massive parties in Vegas and a retreat in Bali. Like that's out of her own pocket. She treats it like a business. Um, we've invested in our personal development. Like 
we went to courses, like I think you've got to, in most, most normal traditional businesses, you have crazy overheads. And so someone might say they turn over six figures a year in traditional business, but they might only end up with like half of that in their pocket at the end of the year if they're lucky. This business is exactly the same thing. I think to get it off the ground, especially in the first four, five, six years, if you want to be making six, seven figures, be okay with investing at least a quarter of it back into your business, whether it's in investments or putting on awesome stuff for your team or, um, yeah, development. It's a, it's honestly, yeah, I can't talk highly enough of that as well. I, I really think it's the business model of the 21st century. And I like one of my biggest missions is to destigmatize this industry and make it sexy again, make it sexy for people, not only for, you know, people who maybe had a bad experience in the past or they have, you know, this thing about pyramid schemes because they were around in the 80s and the 90s. But I really want to make this sexy for Gen Y and millennials because they're the next generation who are coming through and coming through into this business and they have the opportunity to really make this great. I mean, we're these two young chicks who made it happen over Instagram and Facebook and I, I just want to teach as many people as possible how to do that. It's, a, it's the business model of the 21st century. It's literally a business in a box. You get a system, you get a blueprint, you get a business coach, you get proven systems that work, you get strategies, but on top of that, you get to determine your worth, you get to determine who you work with. Like I can say no to anyone I don't like. If I if I meet someone who wants to join my team and I just don't like their vibe, like I have the opportunity to say, you know what? I don't want to work with this person. They don't align with me. Maybe they're negative or maybe, who knows, maybe whatever it might be. I've actually never said no to anyone, but I do have the opportunity to say no if I want to. And I really love that. Uh, anyone can reach the top. Anyone can create a full-time income from this in part-time hours. And my favorite thing of all is the community and the support. I've never in my life experienced such an incredible group of people who are all so like-minded, so invested in success in their personal development, so supportive. I've met my bestest friends through this business and I'll never forget, you know, being a nurse, being bullied at work, going home crying and waking up every morning at 5 a.m. to my alarm, literally dreading to get out of bed to go to work. I remember just wishing and hoping that one day I would have a job that I loved and, and thrived off and had friendships at that job where, you know, we would hang out and have things in common and make new friends. And I just I wish that so much that I think I wished it into my life. And this business really has done that for me. It's provided me with opportunity. It's provided me with self-worth. I now have values. Um, I have boundaries, which I never had before because I've been taught all these things. I learn about heart-centeredness and soulful business. I get to hang out with you, Lozzie, like one of my bestest friends now in the whole world now, like just through this business. It's crazy. It's absolutely freaking fabulous and if you're yearning for that community and sense of support like you're not going to get it anywhere else in entrepreneurship other than this type of industry I think I totally agree with you on that and I I would just second everything that you just said (laughs) um 
It's so true that I honestly think business is just a massive, massive personal development journey. So the amount that you learn about yourself, like I can honestly say this profession's made me a better person. Um, it's made me happier. It's made me healthier. It's made me a better friend. It's made me a better daughter. It made me a better sister. Like I have the capacity to be there when once upon a time that's all I wanted to and I just couldn't. I didn't have the leave. I didn't have the time. I didn't have the energy. Um, and I remember just wondering how anyone else felt kind of like a lone wolf. You're listening to this. Did you ever ever gone kind of through life being like, I just can't find my tribe. Like I just, <laughs> nobody gets me. Like for me personally, like I'm a bit of a hippie. Like I'm all about, like, I just love sunshine. I love old school music. Give me port. Give me just good soulful conversations. I hate small talk. I want to go into the deep shit. I want to talk about like, what's your dreams? What are you passionate about? Like what, when you die, like, what do you want to leave behind? Like, and for so much of my life, I was going through, like, going to random parties and then just getting drunk every weekend. I'm like, why does nobody get me? And I was kind of that weirdo that wouldn't say much because you got talking to me and the next minute you'd be in a D&M with me. Um, <laughs> and what I love what about this business is I found women who get me, like, women who think bigger, who love deeper, who they're driven by so much more than just them. And you have so much fun. You're constantly growing and learning about yourself, about spirituality, about health, about business. Although I'm a hippie, a massive part of me is business. Like, and it wasn't probably something I was aware of until this business came into my lap. But it's I've loved growing with Shani through this. I've loved growing with my girls, especially only being in I'm only 26. And thinking about what we've created in the last few years, I can't wait to educate other women about financial literacy on how to set themselves up so they can have that freedom when they are mums to be there and not have to make the same sacrifices our parents did. And I think if you talk to Shani or myself or any of the girls in our team, that passion and that heart-centered intention that ripples through. Um, So the community and the women, and if you're a man, just the people, the relationships that you meet in network marketing profession, um, I can't wait to become a parent and my kids be around these people because it just makes me so proud and so excited for the difference we can make in the world together. And even just from an income perspective, the amount of revenue we can raise to invest it in charities, to put it towards causes that we're really passionate about that otherwise we wouldn't have the opportunity to do. Um, it's honestly, it blows my mind. Yeah. And I have to say, like, if there's anyone still listening who maybe wanted to learn about why they have misconceptions about this and they're still on the line. I want to, I guess, talk about why we changed our mind. And, and I changed my mind because just exactly what you said as a nurse, like I kept seeing people go on maternity leave and, and have their babies and then they'd be back at work like three months later. And I just couldn't fathom having kids and, and leaving them at three months or six months or even 12 months. Like, I just don't understand that. I feel like when you have a child, you're, you're mum. Like, you should be mum full time. And something that really, really resonated with me was the thought of not having to go back to work when I, and, and you know, I'm, kids are definitely on the cards for me in the next couple of years. And I just couldn't see myself having children stress-free still being a nurse or still, you know, still being in my job, knowing that I'd have a certain amount of time for maternity leave and then I'd have to go back. And so 
I changed my mind about this industry because I saw what it could be and I saw the potential and the possibilities and I also visualize my future when I do have kids like that's me switched off like I'm turning off and I'm going to be present um and I'm not going to stress myself out with needing to go back to work because my business brings me an income every month now whether I'm there or not and that's what I love whether I'm yeah. there or not I've got an income now and yes it's taken me three years to get to where I am but three years is nothing <laughs> Yeah. I, I would have done this 10 years if I had to, if I knew where it was going to get me. Like, it's just one of those things that it's just provided so much opportunity. I mean, Maddie and I have now been able to travel around the world on a honeymoon. We've been traveling for seven months and we've got five to go. And we now are able to both do this together. We're able to help people all around the world, hang out with them in person and just really like do like dive into projects that fuel us. Like Loz, we always had this dream of doing a podcast and we can because we have the time and we have the finances and we're able to do things that light us up because because of this industry. And I just I'm just so grateful for it. Yeah, I love that. And I think for me it was it was we have very similar stories, I think, when we first started, but that's what changed my mindset too was just knowing at the time I was working in child protection, I was physically and emotionally burnt out and I was only 22, was it 22 when I, yeah, was I 22? I don't even know, 22 or 23 when I came across the actual profession. But at that time I was, I literally had nothing left to give. I was working such long days. I was commuting two hours on top of that and there were emotionally, there were emotional days. And I just, I wasn't filling up my cup. I didn't feel like I was living and the thought of doing that for the next 50 years, which the reality is if you're trading your time for money, you're going to have to do that until you retire. Yeah. So there isn't, there isn't another way of me getting out of that. And I didn't even have kids yet. So I'm like, I can't imagine working these same hours, commuting and coming home and having to be all happy and bubbly to give to my kids and be present for my kids and have dinner cooked and keep the house clean. Like, yeah, that's, I realized if I want something different, I'm going to have to do something different and take advice from Sometimes you've got people who give you advice and it's not because they don't love you. Sometimes it's because they do. They love you so much, but sometimes they're not educated. So my advice is don't take advice from people who haven't been where you want to go or aren't living the way you want to live. Um, at the start, for me, my parents, they had so many misconceptions around this business because, like you said, I think a lot of the older generation were exposed to um, pyramid schemes or whatever we call them. Um and so they were worried for me, especially coming from I studied for years to get my job. Like I, I was, I had a career. Like I was an academic. I did my thesis. So seeing them, seeing me throw that away, they were worried. But at the same time, I didn't want to take advice from them because I had seen how hard they worked and how hard they're still working, and they're going to have to work until they retire. So I'm like, if I want something different, look at the people who are doing what you want to do. They're living the life you want to live. Are they leaving a legacy behind? Are they leaving the impact that you want to leave? Are they being able to donate and contribute in the ways that you want to contribute to the world? Ask them how they did it. What are they doing? Because success leaves clues. I think that's what changed it for me. I was like, okay, I can keep doing what I'm doing and it's not going to work. I can look at the people who keep giving me advice and warning me about this, but they're not where I want to be. 
Um, the people who are where I want to be, they're being authentic, they're showing up, they're happy, they're healthy, they've got time. What have I got to lose? It was such a small investment. Um, and then I think for me what changed the game was just building my belief for the first six months and understanding the industry, understanding the business structure, which really helped my mindset and my belief be unshakable. So I can be passionate when I'm talking to people. I can educate people about it and not be deterred when other people have conflicting opinions because I understand because I've been where they've been, but I'm not going to take it on because they're not educated about it either. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to finish this episode up by just opening an invite to people to just ask questions, Um, you know, comment on the YouTube video if that's where you're watching it or contact us on Instagram. Like if you've got questions, just ask. Like we're so happy to help. Whether you're thinking of joining a different company to us or a different team, we don't mind. We're just here to serve and we're here to help as many people as we can and we really mean it when we say we really want to change this industry and make it really fun and exciting for people. And so if you've got questions and you're kind of like wanting to know more, just reach out to us when we're not scary, we're super friendly, <laughs> we don't fight. Get your questions answered because that's what I did. I know Loz got her questions answered. Loz, you had a lot of questions when you wanted to start. I was like, yeah, oh, this girl's got questions. But that was the on that on that note I actually made a video guys because if you're someone like me I had a hundred questions and I'm not going to talk about them all on this call but something like like why aren't the products in like supermarkets or why do businesses choose this kind of like this kind of business structure so if you're someone who's got a thousand questions like me I actually made a video to answer because every time I had a question I went and found the answer or I found the research for it so if you're like me message us and we can chat to you we can even send you the video that we made so that can answer the questions that you had that I swear I had as well (laughs) totally Lozzie it has been such a pleasure chatting with you today I love you (laughs) I love you and I miss you I'm so excited for this year and um, just helping more women I think unlock their potential and step into abundance yeah, absolutely. Really helping people see their their true their true purpose. That's what it's all about. Yeah, girl. Love chatting so babe. We hope you loved that episode of the Babes Talking Business vlogcast. Guys, we're just loving bringing you these episodes. Our mission is to share and add value to your week, whether you're a budding entrepreneur or you're a veteran in the owning your own business game. Don't forget, if you're loving our podcast, we would like love for you to rate us and drop us some love on the iTunes app because we want to know your feedback. We want to know what you're thinking. Once a week, one lucky reviewer will be shouted out on our Instagram so when you leave us some feedback on the iTunes app don't forget to include your Instagram handle and or your website so that we can shout you out guys you can follow us on Instagram by going to at Babes Talking Business you can check out our website at www.babestalkingbusiness.com and this podcast is actually a vlogcast as well meaning you can watch each and every single interview by heading over to our youtube channel all the links for all of these are below in the podcast notes and on our website as well thanks for tuning in